Welcome to the First Player Token Podcast, a short podcast for folks who enjoy playing board games with family and friends. I'm your host, Derek Bruff. In this episode, we battle for the honor of hosting the king in our chateaus in Royal Visit. One of the fun things about being a dad who loves board games is picking out a new game to give to one of my kids. I know my kids and what kinds of games they like, and I read about a lot of new board games. I don't always get it right. Sometimes I'll give a game for a birthday or a Christmas gift, and the kid won't really dig it, but sometimes I hit a home run. And it's one of those games that I'm going to review on the podcast today. Royal Visit, which I gave to the nine-year-old for Christmas 2022. She can't get enough of this game, and it's our favorite game to play together. Royal Visit is a 2021 game designed by Reiner Knizia, with art by Carl James Mountford and published by Aiello Games. It's a two-player game, with players occupying opposite ends of a valley, hoping to attract the visiting king to their magnificent chateaus. The art and production in this game really is magnificent, with chunky wooden figures, a cloth game board that rolls up in the box, and lively, colorful character illustrations. The King's Guards are the nine-year-old's favorites. They are represented by armored warrior women with long, flowing red hair. The characters, the valley, and the chateaus are all fantastical and fun, and they're all depicted in a pleasing mix of teal, crimson, orange, and gray. This isn't just a pretty game, however. The designer is Dr. Reiner Knizia. He's an incredibly prolific designer with more than 700 board and card games to his name. He also has a PhD in mathematics, just like me. And Dr. Knizia definitely knows how to put together a game. This is one of the best two-player games I've played. The long, narrow game board has 17 spaces on it, with the two spaces on either end representing the chateau of each player. The five wooden figures represent the king's court. There's the king, two guards, a wizard, and a jester. They start off on the five spaces in the middle of the board, and players take turns drawing and playing cards to move these figures in different ways. The goal is to get the king to your chateau, and it's not as easy as it sounds. There's a lot of back and forth in this game, but it's not a simple tug of war. As one reviewer on the BoardGameGeek website put it, you're not pulling back and forth on one rope, you're tugging on a web of ropes. On your turn, you'll have a hand of eight cards, each of which moves a different figure some amount of spaces. You can play as many cards as you want, as long as they move the same type of figure. For instance, there are guard cards that let you move one guard one space, but there are also guard cards that let you move one guard two spaces, or two guards one space each. You can play as many of either type of guard card as you like, moving the two guard figures accordingly. One very important rule, the king must always stay strictly between the two guards. To get the king to your end of the board, you'll need to strategically move the king and the guards, and maybe also the wizard and the jester, knowing that your opponent might undo your move on their turn. The wizard and the jester have special powers. Instead of playing cards on your turn, you can use the wizard to teleport the king or one of the guards to the wizard's space. So you might play a bunch of wizard cards to move the wizard toward you on one turn, and then on your next turn, teleport the king or a guard your way. The jester is a little more complicated. If he's between your chateau and the king, then you can play jester cards as if they were some other figure. So if the jester's on your side of the king, you might play a Jester 3 card to move the king three spaces your way. That can be a big move since the king's cards only move him one space at a time. 
You can't, however, move the king past the jester with the jester's power, so using the jester takes some planning. There's also a little crown token that moves up and down the side of the game board between the two chateaus. At the end of your turn, for every figure in your chateau, you move the crown one space toward you. And if the king and both of the guards are on your half of the board, even if they're not in the chateau, you'll move the crown one space towards you as well. If the crown lands in your chateau, at the end of this movement, you win instantly. This means that as you're manipulating the figures to get the king to your chateau, you also have to keep an eye on that crown. I have won games by keeping either a guard or maybe the wizard in my chateau for a long time, every turn, inching that crown closer to me, while the nine-year-old was focused too much on the king. Speaking of the nine-year-old, let's hear what she has to say about Royal Visit. What game do we have here? Royal Visit. Yes. What am I looking at here? What are these pieces? Um, the king, the two guards, the jester, and the wizard. Yes. And there are all these wooden stand-up pieces. Yeah. Very colorful. And, and you're not actually one of them. You're just trying to get them to the other side. Right. When I first played this game, I thought that like I could beat the king and I could like walk around the board. Or the like thing. The, the map? Yeah. Um, but no. You just you 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 play with cards and you move them, but both of you can move them. That's right. So why do you like to play this game? Because it's fun just trying to defeat you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I think beating me is a, is a big motivator here. But it's also fun using the wizards and the jester's powers and just trying to get the king to your side. Yeah. Which card do you think is the most fun to play? Um, there's a couple different ones. Yeah, there's a couple that are, are a little bit different. Right? Yeah, I like this one though, the one because I can just undo whatever you do. So what what does that card do? That card, if you use it, you summon the guards to be right next to the king. Uh. So if you have your one guard on your side and one guard on my side, but the king is like, but the king is on my side, but the guard is way over on your side. I can play that card, and both the cards will come directly next to the king. Yes. Which it might have been that I had spent three or four cards moving that one guard towards me. Yeah, but then I can just play one card and move that guard right back to where he was. Yes. Yeah. I think that might be my favorite card, too. Yeah. I mean, it's fun because you don't know what the other person has and they don't know what you have either. So they can spend a whole bunch of cards moving the jester, let's say, but then they don't know that you have a card that can summon the jester to the middle. Right. And then you play that card and they're just like, oh man. <laughs> but when they play a lot of cards, they get to draw more cards. So yeah. it's not the end of the world. It, yeah. but. It's a lot of fun just undoing what you do. <laughs> yes, you do a lot of that. You do a lot of that. What do you think about the characters on these cards? I think they're really cool. I like that the jester is upside down. Yes. Doing a cool trick on one of his hands. Right, one hand handstand. Yeah, and the wizard has his magical staff and he's making a potion. 
Yes, and he's a very long beard. Yeah, and the guard cards are really cool because both of them look like like sisters, and they're like about to fight someone. Right, they are they are fierce. And then the court card, so cool. The king with his staff sitting in his throne. <laughs> it's amazing. What about this board? This is not a normal board. Yeah, it, it's not like a hard board like you, you would usually see. Um, it's like a... It's cloth. Yeah, it's, it's a yeah, cloth board. And it board. rolls up and fits in the box. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of fun. So when we play this game, how many times in a row do we typically play it? Like, how many rounds do we play? Yeah. I like a lot of rematches, so <laughs> we usually play like four to five times. <laughs> yes. Do you remember how late we stayed up the other night playing? Oh yeah, we stayed up till like 11.30 playing it. We played it four times in a row. After the baby went to bed. Yeah. Yeah. But we stayed up till 11.30 playing it. Just, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Well, thank you for being on the podcast. <laughs> Thanks to the nine-year-old for that excellent review of Royal Visit. We have, in fact, never played this game just once. Games take 20 or 25 minutes, so it's pretty easy to fit in at least two plays, or four in a row like we did the other night. I like that there are two ways to win Royal Visit. You can move the king into your chateau, or you can move that crown token into your chateau. There's actually a third way to win. After you've gone through the deck of cards twice, at that point, if the king is on your side of the board, whether or not he's in your chateau, you win the game instantly. We've had several games go the distance this way, and in that case, a last-minute move of the king, even a couple of spaces, can decide the game. You've really got to keep all three victory conditions in mind as you play, which makes for a pretty interesting game. There's a bit of luck in the game, since all your moves depend on the cards that you happen to draw, but you always have a hand of eight cards, and there are some cards that let you choose how you want to move the figures, and there's the wizard's power and the jester's power, so it feels like you've always got some options. There's a fair amount going on, which is why I would probably recommend this game for ages 8 and up. You could play with younger players, but you'd probably have to go easy on them, which is possible since the other player doesn't see your hand of cards. Fun fact, Royal Visit is actually a remake of an older game called Times Square about a couple of rival bars in New York trying to attract a famous lounge singer named Saucy Sue to their establishments. And Times Square was the English version of the original German game called Auf der Reeperbahn Nox um Halb Zwei, which is a reference to a seedy section of the town of Hamburg, Germany, at 1.30 in the morning. I think the royal visit theme is a little more family-friendly. There is, however, a Russian edition called Twilight of Venice with a canal running down the middle that looks really cool. I might have to track down a copy of that, too. That's it for this episode of the First Player Token Podcast. See the show notes for some photos of Royal Visit. It really is a beautiful game. And if you found this or any episode of the podcast useful, please share it on social media or with a friend. I've been your host, Derek Bruff. Thanks for listening. Now it's time to play some games. We could have played multiple more times, but you said I had to go to bed. Yeah, I have to be the responsible parent sometimes. Why do you have to be responsible? (laughs) I want you to be responsible.